0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: This is Terry Rogier, and you're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson on Tobacco Roll Sports Radio on WWBG, 1470
2: AM.
1: Back to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson.
2: Welcome back into The Rundown. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, live every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. If you're watching this right now on YouTube or Facebook, watch. We are free taping because I wanted to get my man Skylar Callahan, co-host of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast and beat writer for the Carolina Panthers and Charlotte Hornets for Sports Illustrated. Had to get him on uh, to talk about, you know, just stuff going on, odds and ends
0: with the Carolina Panthers. Nothing really big happening. Uh, Skylar, what's up, man? What's going on? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know if I could ever get a night of sleep. And, and same with you, too. I mean, everybody that covers the Panthers, Hornets, anything Charlotte, it, it seems like um, we're not going to ever get one night of a full rest. Like, what, what's crazy was last night, and typically I usually stay up to, like, 12, 30. For some reason, I was exhausted last night. Now I'm like, man, I might just head to bed early. So I laid down at, like, 1030, scrolling on my phone, and I'm my eyes are like fluttering, like they're they I was about to drift off. And as soon as I about did I my phone started vibrating like crazy, and I'm like, oh god. And got the news, and I'm like, let me let me make sure I'm actually awake and reading this right. And yeah. I'm like, oh man. So yeah, that woke me up real quick. I had to run out of bed, run through the house, try to find my laptop, and uh get it up. So yeah, it's
2: crazy. So for those that aren't aware, uh, the uh the Carolina Panthers trade uh, star running back Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers in the dead of night Thursday. Uh, in exchange, they get, correct me if I'm wrong, Skylar, they get a second round, third round, and fourth round pick in the 2023 NFL draft and a fifth round pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Um, we'll get to how strong this may make San Francisco in just a bit, but um, that same thing for me. I, uh, we, you know, Me, you, and Stu have a group chat. Stu couldn't be with us here today. He had something else he had going on. Um and I, I was doing some, I think I was doing some kind of tech work for AT or something. We were doing some kind of something on the board. So I was in the studio already, and um I just finished, I just opened up a beer. It was like 10 30, I think. And I was just sitting there and I was trying to figure out what to watch on TV, and then all of a sudden I got the I got a uh like a screenshot came across my uh my phone. Actually, you know what it was? Joey Christopoulos, uh the host of Believe uh in Chicago, uh the, the Bears Believe podcast. He's been on uh, the rundown a couple of times, and he texts me. And he was like, "Oh man, McCaffrey, wow!" And I was like, "And that was it. That was the whole text." I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I'm like on Facebook scrolling around. I don't see anything yet. I get on Twitter, and it's all like, "Rumors are, rumors are." So nothing that really I I couldn't find it. And then uh, the the Adam Schefter thing came through on my ESPN app, and I was just like, "Dang it!" Because like once that hit, I was like, "Okay, this is for real." Um, I. You know, my immediate thought was I thought back to that Sunday game versus the Rams last week and the way the offense was deployed. And then with this move, along with trade and Robbie as well, it makes me feel like they are tanking, like the front office is tanking. And uh, I've I've got some, uh, I pulled some audio. Uh, You were just with the press conference with general manager, Scott Fitter, and uh, he was asked this question on whether or not the Panthers are tanking. Of course, he's not going to come out and be like, yeah, we're trying to lose every game, trying to get a high draft pick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like this is what we're trying to do. But if you think back to that Rams game and the high school offense that they put out there where it was almost like they're sitting there saying they want to win, but that's not winning football. They knew it. They didn't change it in the second half. They knew it wasn't working and the Rams were catching up to it. And it was almost like they were displaying C-Mac a bit. Like, yeah. he's healthy. He can still do this. He can do that. It was almost like they were showing off an, a, a used car and that they wanted to sell the car. To show still Yeah. You know, they, they didn't care about the win so much, but they want to get some collateral back for them. This was uh, Scott Fitter at today's press conference, General Manager Scott Fitter, talking about the idea of the Panthers possibly tanking.
1: No, I think uh, what we've had to figure in what's best for the organization, like I was saying, um, our focus is still going on and going out and competing every weekend. We, we expect to win. That was uh, Coach's mindset this weekend. You know, the NFL is a, it's a business where you, you lose guys, you know, whether it's injuries, trades, whatever happens. The expectation of winning never changes. If those guys in the locker room fight too hard. They work too hard every day. So we owe it to them. Uh, that's our expectation as an organization is to go out and win every game.
2: Is he lying, Skyler? <laughs> because, uh, I mean, you were in the room. You're in the room with him when he's saying all this. Was there a vibe in the room like, oh, okay, here we go. He's just kind of going through the motions. Because that that's how I felt listening to it. Like, dude, you just traded off the best player on the team that's 26, and you're sitting here talking about how there's some other players that we really like. We don't want to trade them. Uh, I don't trust that at all. What, what was the vibe in there?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not going to come out and say that they're tanking. Um, nobody would. You know, Steve Wilkes isn't gonna say it. S- s- uh, Scott Fitter's not gonna say it, David Tepper's not gonna say it. Um, but when when you trade your best player and arguably one of the best players in the NFL when healthy, and you're one in five, and you also made a trade earlier in the week, um, yeah, I mean it, it pretty much just signifies everything, you know, With the direction that they want to go in. And We'll see. There's a lot of time between now and November 1st and then, and that's a lot of late nights that we're going to have to stay up now because we have no idea what time these things are going to go down. And um this isn't I, it. I don't feel like this is it. Like I feel like we're going to there's going to be a couple more. I I'll say this, I don't think there will be another huge like earth-shattering trade involving the Panthers between now and November 1st but there might be one on a smaller scale. Now, who that may be, I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to start throwing names out there and start causing speculation or, or rumors, but I think if you look at some of the older guys on this roster that maybe are on shorter deals or that maybe have been on the team for a while but may not be a part of that future that Scott Fitter and David Tepper envision, then, yeah, they're going to look at at seeing what they can get in return to continue to get more draft picks. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I don't, I don't think that they're going to openly admit that they're going to tank, but they know that this team is heading in a direction where they're going to be at the top of the draft and they want to, to get some of those picks back that they gave away to New York for Sam Darnold, number one. And number two, when you're going into a rebuild and you're going to have a new head coach and you don't have those day 2 picks that's hard to to get someone attracted to this job which I talked about yesterday on, on the believe show right. like you have to make this job as attractive as possible if you get some extra picks albeit day 2 picks that's going to help you out long term and the only way you're going to get those types of picks is by parting with very valuable pieces um, we, so when you were saying it,
2: the first name that came to mind, well, two names actually and they're on the defense, Shaq Thompson. Uh, I could see him maybe not wanting to be a part of a rebuild, uh, them still maybe be able to get something for him. Uh, and Brian Burns, Brian Burns is the main name that pops in my head. Cause he's on a, he's on the last year of a rookie deal, right? Like he's, uh, he's on a rookie deal right now. He's one of the better pass rushers in the league. If you put him someplace like Buffalo or something like that. Kansas City, uh, one of these contenders. Dallas, one of these contenders. They're like right there, uh, where they, they'll be more than happy to give up a a third or a second form or whatever. At this point, do you do that? Because, like you just said, th- them trading McCaffrey was basically to me waving a white flag on the season that they're just like, okay, we've been kind of hinting at it. Uh, you know, <laughs> we weren't going to come out and flat out say we're not trying to, you know, do much this year. But with firing Matt Rule week uh, four or after week four, trading Robbie Anderson uh, immediately after uh, week five, and or week six, and and now trading McCaffrey, there's still nine days between now and November first, or ten days between now and November first, uh, which is the trade deadline. I, I I just don't think they're finished. Now here I did clip another uh, piece from Scott Fitter today at the press conference where. Someone asked him this very question
1: about uh, the rest of the roster. I think there's certain players on this team. Uh, we like the really the young core of our team. We're building, but this isn't a this isn't a situation where we're trying to sell. We're trying to add players to this already really good young mix. Guys like Burns, guys like Brown. We will always listen, but I I want those guys here. These are guys that we win with moving forward. So it's kind of left me
2: today kind of feeling like, hmm, (laughs) because, you know, because like he's saying two different things to me. Uh, You know, he's basically saying everybody, anybody can get traded if the right deal comes along. But they're also kind of saying, well, there's some guys that we don't want to trade and would take a whole lot to trade them. I thought that was CMC, but looking at the haul they got back uh just looking around it seems as if everyone's kind of in agreement that the panthers won the deal uh that they got a lot for a running back uh now granted we we don't look at christian McCaffrey as just a running back so maybe that's part of my problem but uh for them to get four picks for a 26 year old running back i guess uh is good um depending on what they do with those picks uh that'll probably make me feel a little bit better about it uh going forward um
0: yeah, I think is there, like, is, is,
2: is there a player out there that you're you know looking at that could maybe go to?
0: I mean again I don't I don't want to start I don't want to put you on spot yeah room. let
2: me just, yeah, just wrap that up because I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to put you on a spot I will
0: say this I will say this like it, it does make sense if they were to entertain offers for Shaq like a guy like Shaq Thompson that would make sense um or maybe like a Matt Ionitis again like some of those older guys that may not be here or, or may not be at their best or their peak while the te- when the team finally gets back to its winning ways. It still may be a two- or three-year process before they get back to being competitive again. So are those guys going to gonna want to be here? Are they going to want those guys to be here two or three years from now? Because they're going to probably start to decline at a certain point. So – I would look at those types of guys again. I don't. I don't think they're going to trade Brian Burns. I don't think they're going to trade Derek Brown or J.C. Horn or J- Jeremy Chin, DJ Moore. I don't think they're going to trade those guys. When when we talk about the tanking situation, like I don't think the GM, the head coach, or the owner have to ever say, like, we're, we're going to, not, we're not tanking. Like the moves. You don't need to ask those questions because the moves kind of show them. themselves. Stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that's kind of my feeling on that. But as far as, like, Brian Burns and stuff, like, which you're right, it, it's tough because you hear him say, like, it would take something astronomical. That was the term that he said in regards to some of those core guys. Like, it would take some astronomical to move those guys. But it also took something astronomical to trade Christian McCaffrey and a team was willing to do that and made the deal happen. So it's not like astronomical is impossible. Let's not right. get these two things confused. And,
2: and, and another thing too, because me and Skyler, uh, Stu just went through this earlier this week with the whole Robbie Anderson thing and social media. Skyler's on social media a lot with his articles and and, uh, and news as it breaks from the Panthers. I'm on social media a lot with all the stuff I do with radio and everything. And then of course the stuff with believe, but uh the one lesson I learned, we talked about this off uh, off air before we started, I'm I'm done putting my opinion in written form on Facebook, like, <laughs> just done with it, you know, like, cause I, it, it's it's almost like people kind of wait for you to be wrong. Like you can be right 20 times and that no one, one will give you the credit for it. Yeah. That one time where you're wrong, it's like they're waiting in the bushes to jump out like, ha ha, you, you said this three weeks ago and now it's not true. And I'm here to, to do this and make a post and we're all going to point and laugh at you. And I'm just like... I woke up this morning to that, and I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> like, really? Y'all were really waiting this long just to just to see us be wrong about something with the Panthers?" Uh, again, I'm gonna trust the people that I talk to in the building, such as Skyler and I mean, Joe Person from the Athletic, and like uh, I,
0: like I told you yesterday on the show, like you you point blank asked me if I thought he was gonna get traded, and I said no. Like I I, I did not think that. Like again, I had been hearing that there there had been conversations between Scott and other teams most notably LA and San Francisco. But did I think that they would ever get to a point where they could agree on something? Right. November 1st, I didn't, I, I didn't really get that feeling, but then that, but like literally two to three hours after we finished recording, we heard talks are intensifying. So like that just goes to show you how quickly things can change in this business. And It's
2: crazy. I, it reminds me of the people that uh, come down on doctors that, that said, that the COVID vaccine would work, uh, or that would be, you know, the end all or whatever, no, knowing full well that this is this is a rolling ball or whatever. Right, that thing, yeah, things change over time as more things are found out. I, when I when I'm online talking about, you know, they're not going to trade McCaffrey. It's so much dead cat, blah 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 blah. They just, his extension just kicked in, and he's healthy. Like it didn't make sense to trade him really at that point. When right. I said that Matt Rule still had a job. You know, Robbie Anderson was still here. They were losing games by one possession. Like, there was no reason to trade him at that point. In the past week and a half, so much stuff has happened internally with the Panthers. Plus, people got to remember this, too. What we had been hearing, really, from the start, was that it was going to take multiple first-round picks for them to get rid of McCaffrey. And we were just like, no one's going to give that up for a running back. What changed was that Scott Fitterer apparently got the permission... From David Tepper to, to do something without the first round picks, and once he did that, that opened up the the whole thing.
0: Yeah, to I saw it happen. I thought that was really uh, kind of cool for Scott to kind of go in depth with the trade because I, you know a lot of these trades that go on, whether it be NFL or whatever, you don't really understand what happened in the process that that got them to the agreeing of the trade, right? So like right. Scott's always been. 100% real with the media. He's always said, you know, he, he he probably gives more than what most GMs do. He explained the whole process. He said they got their first, you know, kind of offer on Christian last Friday. They didn't really get into, into deep talks until this Tuesday. There was only three hard offers on the table. A lot of the other offers was just kind of testing out the water. Like, I, I just thought that – um, I can't even remember where I was going with this now, but... Um, no,
2: no, no I, agree. I, I didn't expect him to be that in-depth with, yeah. with how the process happened. And I could see from the way he explained it, I could see how oh. they landed on doing yeah. the deal as opposed to just spur of the moment. Hey, let's trade Chris McCaffrey for a couple of picks, like which right. a lot of people online are kind of frame it as that they were always trying to shop McCaffrey. I don't think they were ever shopping McCaffrey.
0: Where I was going with that was when you, when you were talking about how they didn't get that first-round pick. and He explained that they have some charts and some stuff that, that kind of, that they laid out to try and figure out how to make up for not having that first round pick because LA and San Francisco didn't have that. The teams that did have the first round picks were just not interested enough to, to part ways with that first round pick. So I don't know what, who those teams are, where they are currently in the draft order, but, um, but for them, they looked at, okay, the, the two, three, and four, plus a fifth in next year's draft, if you combine all of that together, it gets it pretty close to being like a first-round grade. It wasn't exactly a first-round grade, but it was close enough to where they felt comfortable. And, and, two, if you think about it, like he said in his press conference, if they just get a first-round pick for him, that's one pick. That's one chance to get it right. If you get that player wrong – then that's a. Then you just you, you lost the trade completely. Yeah. Where you have four picks to get this thing right. Now, are you going to bank on a fifth round pick in two years? Probably not. But at least you have those those assets now in your back pocket. You know, to
2: something else. It feels like what they're doing is erasing Matt Rule's fingerprint because I started thinking a little bit deeper on this. McCaffrey got that extension right when Rule came in uh he's still like a he still had a bit left on his original rookie deal if i'm not mistaken when they gave him the extension so maybe this was a way of david tepper saying i'm cleaning the books i'm getting everything out and we're starting fresh this is what i should have did to begin with and i didn't uh we held on to some pieces we should have just cleared the whole thing and started fresh that way and the McCaffrey deal was one of the ones that uh i mean to us we still feel like you know 12 million a year for McCaffrey was a bargain like by the time you got to the end of it he may have been in line for another contract that 28 or whatever year he would have been in. But I understand why they did it. I don't understand why they did it
0: now. Like, they could have did this in the offseason. Like, they could have did this, you know, before we got to this yeah. year. I think the reason they did it now is because of what's happened the last two years, right? He's, he's played in two games – or ten games combined over the last two seasons coming into this year to all of the injuries. If you're going to trade Christian McCaffrey, now is probably the best time to do it because what happens if he goes out there this Sunday and tears his ACL or he breaks, you know, some yeah. sort of bone or something? Then all of a sudden that trade value just drops dramatically, especially when he's 75% of the offense from, exactly. you know, from what we saw last week. So now is the best time to do it. If they were going to make this move, it makes the most sense because now is when you're going to get the most out of the return. And the other reason why I, I believe they won't make any major catastrophic moves in terms of some of those younger guys is because they they truly do believe in Brian Burns and Derek Brown as part of the future and, and those other guys. When you treat Christian McCaffrey like as great of a player as he is and as dynamic of a player as he is and all the things that he can do for you on, on the offensive side of the ball, like, at the end of the day, he's still a running back that's had injury issues, right? So – Trading away a running back doesn't necessarily signal to me that, like, they're going complete rebuild. But I mean, in a, in a way it is because the offense is always future, right? Yeah. It's always bad. It's going to be even worse without McCaffrey. He is the entire offense. But at the end of the day, he is a running back. He's not a, a guy that four years from now they're going to look at and say, dang, I wish we still had Christian McCaffrey. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but we all know the, the life – you know, the lifespan of a running back in the NFL. It's not very long. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, those guys are going to be here 10, 12 years and playing at a very high level still. Those are more valuable positions. It's harder to find defensive ends that are really good at getting after the passer, after the passer, really hard to find a really good receiver, really hard to find a good, uh, you know, cornerback like J.C. Horn or a good defensive tackle like Derek Brown. You can replace running backs. I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey is replaceable. But you can make up for it. Is that your ass?
2: <laughs> That scared me to death. I thought I was in my house.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!
2: Woo. That oh my gosh! That scared the crap out of me. I thought that was in my living room. Like I, I, looked <laughs> I thought there
1: was. A I knew door. it was going to happen at some point. <laughs>
0: I, I knew it was going
2: to happen to something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought there was a Doberman in my living room. I looked over. Like, oh. <laughs> What's going on? Um, <laughs> was we, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll end it with this. Uh, someone mentioned this to me uh, earlier. I'm trying to name a Panther legend that was, other than Luke keekley that's been able to leave here on their own terms. You know, like, that's been able to leave here without getting traded off or cut or whatever. And I started going through, like, if you go through the oh, top 10 things. Panthers of all time, yeah, all of them, I mean, from Cam Newton, Steve Smith, uh, Jake Tom Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis uh, I'm missing a few. Uh, <laughs> John, yeah, John Beeson. Um, man, Ryan Khalil. Oh, well, not, well, not Ron, he retired. But uh, Jordan Gross kind of got forced into retirement because they were going to get rid of him. uh um, Greg Olson. Um, cause he finished with the Seahawks. I think it was, uh, after they cut him. It's like, I get it. It's the, it's the name of the game. It's the business, but it's not doing a whole lot of favor. So I feel Panther nation, uh, today because I feel that feeling again, like that feeling that we all felt, uh, when, when, uh, Cam got cut or when Steve Smith got cut, uh, this feels like that. I can't think of one where we've traded a player and and basically their prime off to another team. Uh, I don't I don't think we've had anything like that that I can remember off the top of my head. But it feels like one of those. Okay, we're losing a face of the franchise. Like I got to change the intro to believe in Carolina Panthers. Like I was thinking about That's that. Right. Yeah. I got to change it. Oh, that opens up the intro, and I'm like, now I got to
1: all right
2: so i gotta do all this stuff before monday and get the intro changed over uh even julius peppers uh aaron on facebook mentions julius peppers here and julius left in free agency for like eight years and then came back at the tail end of his career so he kind of finished but it was not on his own terms if if he could have had his way i would imagine pep would have wanted to be here the whole time uh but richardson kind of pushed him out a little bit I, i don't know it's it's that's all in the past. But my point being, usually the Panther greats, the legends, the ones that we all love, they don't end it here uh, on their own terms. And uh,
0: Well, like you said there, a lot of those guys were probably already out of their prime by right. the time those things happened. This was, yeah. this was the first that I can remember in a while where like it's it's clear as day that there's still a lot of really good football left to have for that, that player, and that being Chris McCaffrey.
2: Yeah, well, we wish we wish C-Mac luck. I uh, hope he wishes us the best as we figure out how to do two podcasts a week with this Carolina Panthers unit going forward. Did um, I say another game? I say all this, and I'm like, watch us win on Sunday. Like randomly, we'll just randomly beat Tampa, and it'll be like, how did they win? They don't have McCaffrey. They don't have a quarterback. Like, <laughs> like what? What did they do? I don't know. I I feel bad for Steve Wilkes, too, and I'll end it there because he's getting evaluated on this, and, like, they're taking his players away. (laughs) He's going to – it's – I don't know. We'll we'll have plenty to talk about draft, head coaching thing. My whole planting the flag for go after Jim Harbaugh starts today. Like, this is literally – I wanted him instead of Rule to begin with. I felt like if you wanted a guy that could do the stuff that Matt Rule was trying to do, kind of be hands-on, sort of the pseudo-GM type guy – that's what Jim Harbaugh left the NFL for, because he couldn't get that in San Francisco. So he left and went to Michigan's, built the top-four program. But I feel like, say like this year Michigan breaks through, gets the National Championship, wins it. That would be the perfect time for Jim Harbaugh to walk back off into the NFL. And who better to do it with than with a team that's going to have a bunch of draft picks, apparently. And maybe he's number one. And maybe the number one overall pick, so he can get his quarterback. He can kind of set up the lines, his offensive defensive lines the way he wants them. They already have the makings of a defense from the picks that we've had the previous couple of years. It's the same blueprint he walked into in San Francisco. So, yeah,
0: and I think a lot of the fans, if if there was rumors of another college coach taking this job, I think a lot of them. I I mean, I can't speak for him, but I would feel like Harbaugh would be an exception. Yeah, like I I, if so there's so. anybody else, uh, I don't know about that, but.
2: I mean, he has experience in the pros. He's had he's had winning teams in the pros. He's took a team to the Super Bowl. Uh, the, the the DNA of how he builds his teams, I think it, it's familiar to Panther fans in terms of run heavy, uh, big offensive lines, defensive lines, and get after the quarterback. We'll, we'll have plenty of time for me to get on my Jim Harbaugh kick because I that I woke up with that today. I was like, I want Jim Harbaugh. They, they, they're they starting home. over. Now's the time. Let's go get Jim Harbaugh. So. Yeah.
0: Don't worry about Sean Payton. Let, let's get that over with now. No,
2: that ain't happening. Sean, Sean Payton is our new Bill Cower. Because that was what the deal was back in the day. Everyone was like, Bill Cower should come coach the Panthers. His daughter uh, goes to school at NC State. So it makes total sense. And it's like, what? <laughs> so he Payton is the new cower, I believe, going forward. But um we'll be we'll be back uh, in just a bit. Got uh, award-winning sports journalist, sports host uh, from chapelboro.com, David Glenn is gonna come on, and close us out. Uh, you've been listening to The Rundown here on WWBG, 1470 AM and com.
1: You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Thank you for
2: listening to Believe.